0: This is Roof English Radio with Darren Adam, daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Roof. Hello, this is Roof English Radio. I'm Darren Adam. Thanks very much for your company. I'm back in South Iceland today in Erebaki, on the coast, in a beautiful building in the town. I'm in the Red House, hard to miss. Jesse Kingen is the owner. And the manager of the restaurant that is in this building jesse thanks very much for your time today
1: thanks very much for speaking with me
0: we're into the winter hours so you're not open yet until five o'clock today but this is a popular place to come isn't it
1: that's right so the restaurant has been open since before 2005 long before i moved to iceland uh, in fact yeah are quite popular both for the the restaurant itself and mm. then we have banquet halls on the upper floor and have a lot of groups, yes. uh, including our Christmas buffets, which are just about to start.
0: And we're in one of the upper floors just now, and you told me before we switched on the microphones that this was only added in 1965, but it doesn't feel like that, does it?
1: That's right. So The house was preserved very well and uh, it was a big community project at the, the time that the restaurant moved here in 2005. It actually opened in another location just down the street in another red house. Uh, this house wasn't white at the time and was then, uh, yeah, was white at the time and then was painted red yes. to keep the name The Red House. Uh, but it was a big project to restore the building because it had been used for several different things Mm. before becoming a restaurant in 2005.
0: How old is the building then or at least how old is the old bit of the building do we know?
1: So the old part of the building uh, was built in 1919 as a shop Uh, on the main floor we have some old photographs of the place when it was a shop Part of the history of Eirbaki is that it was one of the main places for shopping in all of South Iceland in the early 1900s. It was the center of trade between Iceland and Denmark, and so owing to that history, there were several shops, and this building was built in 1919 by uh, a lady named Gvidmund Nielsen. owned the shop here. She studied business in Denmark and came back to open her shop here.
0: So how does a building with such a history end up in the hands of someone from Chicago, which is where you're from originally, isn't it?
1: Uh, Yeah, that's a a very roundabout way, actually, because (laughs) uh, I met my husband, who is from Erbaki, in Thailand. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, so. I
0: wasn't expecting that sentence to end with, in Thailand, for some reason, I don't know why. <laughs>
1: right, exactly. So people think, oh, maybe you met in the US, maybe you met in Iceland. Like, No, no we actually met in Thailand. Uh, we were studying scuba diving to be scuba diving instructors in Thailand. Uh, and he then spent the next two and a half years telling me how Iceland was the greatest place, and that we should move to, to Iceland. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was uh, over ten years ago that we moved to Iceland. And this is very much home now. But he is from Eirbaki. He grew up here in Eirbaki. And this building, this restaurant, uh, this... So his parents were married in the the little church right next door to the restaurant. And he was christened there in the the church. And uh, we had our own wedding in the church here in 2012 when we first moved to Iceland. Uh, and when the opportunity came to buy into the restaurant in 2014, then we jumped on the opportunity. Yes.
0: And so is this a place now where it's not just locals that come to eat, but you get tourists and visitors coming from other parts of Iceland? Because every part of Iceland is now on the tourist trail in a way that maybe it wouldn't have been 20 years ago.
1: That's true. We are still a little bit off of the beaten path, even though we're only about 10 minutes from the Ring Road, that 10 minutes makes a big difference.
0: It does an uckleness as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and so we do have to attract people to us. We don't have people immediately driving this road here. Uh, it's not quite as popular a route to take the, the southern route from the airport uh, straight to to week, although that's possible. Uh, and so we need to, to attract people to say, hey, it's worth coming yes. from you know, a little bit out of your way. And so we do have a number of tour groups, especially in these banquet halls on the upper floor. We have tour groups that that come to us regularly, especially throughout the summer. Uh, We have special events as well, both that we organize ourselves, such as the Christmas buffets, but also uh, weddings and confirmations and other special events in, in other people's lives.
0: Now, your husband has moved only a few meters, really a few tens of meters, but you moved from Chicago, as we said obviously for him and to be with him but what were your impressions of iceland did you have any knowledge firstly of iceland as a place before you met your husband and came here Uh,
1: so maybe if you've talked to other americans you've heard that we learn in school that greenland is icy and iceland is green and that's about it okay (laughs) and that was about all that i knew before meeting my husband and uh, when we were first dating, we actually spent the summers apart because I was teaching scuba, uh, scuba diving on a sailboat in the Caribbean and he spent the summers in Iceland. And I said, have fun in Iceland. I have no interest in going there. Uh, <laughs> Sounds nice, but, you know, I would rather be on a sailboat in the Caribbean. Which is uh, about
0: the opposite of being in Iceland, isn't it?
1: <laughs> kind of the opposite of being in Iceland, yeah.
0: So what changed? Did your mind change when you came here? Obviously, I guess it did.
1: It was a uh, gradual wearing down after those two and a half years of hearing Iceland is the best. Iceland <laughs> is the best. Come to Iceland. I said, sure, why not? It sounds like a, a wonderful new adventure. And we came to Iceland. I had no idea whether it would be a permanent move or just the next stop. Yes. Because up until that point, we hadn't spent more than a year in any one place. Uh, and as I said, that was more than 10 years ago, and this is this is home now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So my mind has absolutely been, been won over by Iceland. It does and, sound like it, yes. yeah. yeah. And so there's
0: no further moves in the pipeline that you can see?
1: No, no, not for now. It's a wonderful place to be, especially here in Erpaki, in a, in a small village. Yes. Uh, we're close to the ocean, close to nature. Uh, it's a small village, and In some ways, it's kind of like going back in time, like 50 or more years where we have young children who are are now six and eight years old, and they can be walking or biking out in the streets without us parents having to worry about them in a way that there aren't so many places in the world where you can have that peace of mind. Well,
0: Chicago, I imagine, is not one of those places. No,
1: absolutely not. Chicago is not one of those places. When I lived there, it, it did feel pretty safe, but I feel like it's, it's there's been a lot more crime uh, in, in recent years, and I would not feel nearly as safe raising children there as I do here.
0: So when you aren't working here then at the Red House, what do you do? You mentioned the nature and the beautiful surroundings. You take advantage of those?
1: I do, yeah. Uh, most mornings you will see me running on the beach with my dog. <laughs> That's one of my favorite ways to enjoy the nature here. Uh, after the, the, the kids have gone to school and that's m- mm. my little me time is to to go on the beach and, and enjoy. Mm. Uh, well, I
0: suppose if you, and I was told earlier on by a previous guest that you, you talked about meeting your husband in Thailand, but you met under the water, didn't you? You met mm-hmm. yeah. while while diving. Is that something that you can do here, a very different type of diving, but you've obviously still got a love for the water?
1: Yeah, we, we have done some diving. I actually haven't done any right here in Eirbaki, but in some other places in Iceland. Uh, we've done a bit less of that since starting a family because it's a little bit more hectic and uh, a bit more complicated to, to schedule. The, the, the kids have to be somewhere else. They can't join us on the, the diving, but we did uh, last summer get a, a rib boat so mm-hmm. that we could enjoy the water from the other side up on the surface. Uh, and have some kayaks as well, so we do enjoy spending time on the water uh, as a family as well.
0: Yeah. What about the language?
1: Uh, it is a challenging language to learn, and I quite enjoy learning languages. Uh, when I lived in Thailand, I learned to speak Thai conversationally, and uh speak Spanish as, as well, although that's a bit rusty now that I've added Icelandic on, <laughs> on the top.
0: It takes up a lot of space, doesn't it, does. Icelandic?
1: <laughs> yeah, but I, I did spend my first year in Iceland, enrolled at the University of Iceland in their uh, Icelandic as a foreign language program. And that helped tremendously to get that background and get to the point where I could hold a conversation in Icelandic without the Icelandic person immediately saying, oh, let's just speak in English, it'll be much easier. (laughs) So you do have to reach a certain threshold of your Icelandic language skills before it's uh, it's possible to really progress. Living in a small village, not in the capital, uh, because while there are many people here who speak English, uh, they prefer not to. And so given the opportunity, they will have a little bit more patience uh, with with imperfect Icelandic because their preference is not to speak English, whereas in the capital, I think people are so used to switching over to English and having a more international population. There aren't very many non-icelandic people here in Eirbaki.
0: Jesse, thank you very much indeed. As we have our conversation, it's about ten past three, and so you open in an hour and a half or thereabouts. We'll let you get on with preparing for the evening rush, which I'm sure there's going to be. Jesse King, and thanks very much indeed. I'm Darren Adam, and this is Roof English Radio, and you can get in touch with us anytime. We are english at ruv.is. There is more from Roof English, with all the news from Iceland in English at ruv.is slash English. RUV English Radio is a daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, RUV.